Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You mess with the you bull, mess with the bull. You get the horns. You get the horns. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com, Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. If you're a chronic pain patient who is going through Hades and is terrified of what may happen to you because of the cuts that are coming to your medication that you need in order to live, send me an email, please, to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com, Roy at RoyGreenShow.com, and I will put a panel of, of, of pain patients on the air. Marvin Ross writes on health for the Huffington Post, for HuffPost Canada. He's considered one of the best. His most recent column is Ontario's War on Pain Patients. Here's how it begins. Health Quality Ontario just released a report on opioid use that will do nothing but frighten many doctors into refusing to properly medicate their pain patients. The report, which received extensive media coverage, pointed out that doctors and dentists wrote over 9 million prescriptions in fiscal 2015-16, and that it was an increase of about 450,000 prescriptions from 13-14. This represents 14% of the population, so 86% did not get prescribed an opioid. What percentage of the 2013-14 population received prescriptions? They do not say. My reaction is, so what? The so what for them is to show just how dangerous all these prescriptions are and how that may be leading to all the overdoses, deaths that we're reading so much about. That is nonsense, fear-mongering and avoiding the real problem. Now, Marvin also writes, we are also being bombarded in the media with stories of fentanyl overdoses. Interesting then to see that Health Quality Ontario reports that only 1% of pain prescriptions is for fentanyl patches and that is down from 2%. Marvin Ross, thank you for writing what you wrote. Oh, thank you. So, Marvin, please share with us what needs to be understood. What what do you what are some of the facts, figures, and 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 uh, and, and numbers which people need to know? Well, first of all, doctors are prescribing for their patients what their patients require, and if the patient is in pain, they require pain medication. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that, and there is no indication whatsoever that giving a patient pain medication will turn them into addicts. Uh, in fact, the, the hysteria about prescribing opioids reminds me of what used to be said about the evil weed marijuana. One puff of marijuana and you'd become a heroin user. Now, marijuana is going to be legal. Uh, the Women's Christian Temperance Union used to get hysterical, and probably they still do if they exist, that one sip of the demon rum will turn men into wife beaters, 
and child beaters. And we know that's absurd. And it's just as absurd to think that prescribing somebody an opioid uh, for their legitimate pain is going to turn them into an addict. There's no evidence whatsoever that that is the case. Um, the statistics, the Canadian Pain Society uh, put out some statistics, and I think it was, uh, here it is, 4.8 to 5% of people who get opioids uh, become addicted to them. And if um, you have no uh, addiction personality, the... Oh, sorry, I was actually, I'm wrong. It's only 3.2% of people with chronic pain develop abuse or addictions. And it's 0.19% of those who don't have an addicting personality who develop an addiction. So this is really nothing but fear-mongering. And, you know, I, I really think that the officials know that. They're just trying to take our attention away from the fact that the problem is really illegal drugs coming into the country. And they make no distinction between the illegal drug user, or as I call them, the generic addict, and and the pain patient. They, they mix and match the numbers like a mad goulash. Yeah, exactly. And the funny thing is, after I wrote this, I tweeted it to Dr. Josh Tepper, who is the CEO of Health Quality Ontario. Who, who published those 9 million yeah. numbers. And he tweeted back, good, ar- good article. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I should also point out, I've had a lot of doctors retweeting this or indicating on Twitter that they liked it. You know, the doctors and the pharmacists know this is nonsense. And I really wonder, Ontario's health minister is a doctor. He should know better. He should know better. Uh, Jane Philpott, the federal health minister, is a doctor. She should know better. They do, Marvin, they do know better. I know they do. They know better. But it doesn't seem to matter to them that they're... And I spoke with... I don't know if you heard Catherine on the air with me uh, just before we were speaking with you. No, I... But she is going through hell, and she has serious medical conditions, and only her pain meds, her opioid meds, allow her to live a normal life. Right. They're cutting her back by 60%. That will make her completely incapable of carrying on a life. Zero. And it will increase the the healthcare costs yes. to society. Yes. You know, which is totally stupid. Now I had somebody say to me, Roy, think about it. A million and a half people are are chronic pain patients, a significant number of those, maybe all of them, to a certain extent, will take opioid meds. Opioid meds are expensive. It's an aging population. More and more people as the population ages will suffer chronic pain. That means more opioids. That means more expenses uh, for an overburdened financially healthcare system. So what they're doing is they're cutting expenses at, at, the, at, the, at the expense of people who need the medication. Now, that's a cynical point of view, but Marvin, I found it very hard to argue against that. Well, actually, you're quite right, because I did an earlier article um, Anybody who is on disability in Ontario or over the age of 65, their prescriptions are paid for. Um, But what the province has done is refuse to pay 
for opioids of a high dose. So these are drugs that are legal. They've been approved for use by Health Canada and the FDA in the U.S. A doctor can prescribe them. So if I have a, a drug plan, a private drug plan, it will be covered. Or if I have enough money, I can pay for it. But if you're a disabled person on social assistance or over 65 with limited amounts of money, the province is now refusing to pay for you're it. You're out of luck. But the stupid thing... And I have 20 seconds, Marvin. I'm sorry. Okay. The health quality report said because of that, doctors are prescribing more of the lower doses of the opioids. Yeah. So self-defeating. I'm going to stay in touch with you and ask you to come back on the program maybe as early as next weekend. Would that be okay? Yeah, I'd love to. Because I think the federal health minister may be joining us next weekend, although after this hour, who knows? Yeah, I hope I'd love to talk to her. Well, I will line you up. Okay, great. Thanks, Marvin. All the best. Thank you. Marvin Ross wrote an excellent, excellent piece in the Huffington Post, Ontario's War on Pain Patients. Check it out. We'll come back.